welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. On today's episode, we are sitting down with our guest, Diana Mormon, General Registrar for James City County. Welcome, Diana. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get really into the details about the upcoming election, what does the General Registrar do? Actually... Just because we had a new code change, I am General Registrar and Director of Elections. Oh, wow. I'm now duly titled. That's a long title. It is. It's a lot of fun writing it. (laughs) So what does the General Registrar and Director of Elections do? We ensure fair elections throughout the county and make sure that every vote is counted equally, whether it be absentee voting or voting at the polls. So you pretty much only work about a month a year, right? And then you're just goofing off the rest of the year? (laughs) Well, some people say it's two days a year, but it's actually about 368. And I know that that's more days in the year, and it's pretty accurate. Okay, so tell us, what do you do? (laughs) We register voters. We make sure that anytime anybody has an address change, that they get their information updated. Uh, We make sure that everybody's able to vote. We do voter drives. We do community outreach. We also do a program for those that have permanent disabilities called the annual absentee ballot. And it allows those voters to vote annually without having to request a ballot every single election. And that's very helpful. Now, I assume you do not do all of this by yourself, that you probably have a staff of dozens. That's correct. We have a wonderful staff. Uh, We have two full-time people and one part-time. So not quite dozens. No. No. Well, it does balloon up. We have on-call assistant registrars that do come in during our busy season. Okay. And then it balloons up to all of our wonderful officers of election that are paid volunteers effectively. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about officers of election. What do they do? We do require one attendance for training class, uh, which I conduct. Mm -hmm. They go through one training class that generally takes between two to three and a half hours. Okay. We get everybody equipped and trained and prepared for election day. And they show up to election day at 5 a.m. and work until the polls close at 7 p.m. and then make sure that the results are tabulated correctly and that everybody in the precinct that works that day agrees on the totals submits them to my office, and then they're able to leave at that time. So that's a pretty long day. It is. It's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. I encourage every citizen to do it at least once. Mm -hmm. The average age of the officer's election that we have right now is 72. Okay. So if anybody thinks that they're too old, they're highly misadvised. (laughs) (laughs) They come, they go to the training, then they show up on election day. What are some of the different roles that they have in the polling place? Uh, We have something as simple as a greeter that just shows up and says, welcome to the precinct. Mm -hmm. Here's the sample ballot. If you need to learn how to vote, our method, it's basically just filling in the ovals. And then uh, we have the electronic poll book officers. They actually check your photo ID, check your name, check you into the poll book and issue your ballot. And then we also have booth officers making sure that nothing is left behind and it is clear booth for the next person. And we have the machine officer that makes sure that you insert your ballot correctly and that the vote is counted every single time. Okay. Who gives the stickers? Ah, the machine officer. <laughs> the machine officer. <laughs> Great question. People those stickers those. are important. People love the stickers. Yeah. We even have them for those that are under the age of 15. Very that nice. says future voter. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're very good. well loved. I like it when you see people with their children at the polling places. That's nice. It is. An interesting thing about the stickers, we have some voters that continue to keep the stickers on their wallets or someplace 
every election. Oh, wow. And you offer to give them fresh ones, and they refuse because that has history to it. That's really cool. Yeah. Very neat. Well, and you all had very nice ones at presidential election. I remember showing people pictures of my sticker, and they were like, wow, we don't have ones that nice. We do. Quite a few of the other localities were envious that we had the custom stickers. We do that for every presidential election, just because it is such a special election. We do tend to talk on the podcast about how James City County really is just the best county in the entire Commonwealth, in the entire country, really. There's no doubt. No doubt. I know. (laughs) All right. So now you said that it's a paid position. It is. We paid the $25 for training if you are an officer of election or if you are on standby. And then we pay the $100 for election day. Okay. And then if we get you into the program and you're experienced enough, then we will either offer you a chief or an assistant chief position. And that pays more because there is more responsibility to it. Sure. Now, tell me about the ID. You had said that there's a person there that checks the IDs. Correct. So what kinds of ID do you need to have to go vote? Basically a valid photo ID. It can be a valid driver's license. It can be even one that's expired up to a year. Okay. A An employer ID, a military ID, a passport, a school ID. Any of those are acceptable. Okay. And interestingly enough, we even have a number of Indian tribal IDs. Oh. That are accepted as well, that are recognized by Virginia. Okay, so it needs to be some sort of official identification that has your picture and your name. Correct. And if somebody doesn't have that and they say, oh, I don't have that and I can't afford to go to DMV to get my driver's license or an ID from DMV, uh, we do offer it for free at my office all the way up until election day and after. So if you have your wallet and you accidentally drop it into the lake after you're fishing... (laughs) Uh, You can come in, get the temporary ID, and we'll be glad to let you vote. Okay. That sounds like a story that may have actually happened. A couple of times. A couple of times. (laughs) All right. So now what do you need to be able to come into your office? First of all, where's your office? We just moved. Okay. um, Actually, in December. But this is our first general election in the new location. Okay. And we're finally all under one roof. No more storage units and taking our training classes up to the north end of the county. Okay. We are all now located at 5300 Palmer Lane. Okay. That is right off of Ironbound Road, halfway between Newtown and Eastern State Hospital, William & Mary Baseball Field. Okay. Uh, We're in a nice two-story brick building right there on Palmer Lane. Okay. And it's kind of in the neighborhood, but there's like three buildings, right? It is. We share a little complex with Parks and Recreation, Housing, our Graphic Design Department, we have a nice little cozy community there. Okay, very good. So last year, people would vote at the county government center. This year, no voting at the county government center. Correct. Correct. We moved our entire operation to Palmer Lane. So if anybody remembers coming to the old place, please make sure that you remember that we've moved. We are now centrally located and we actually are on a bus line. Very good. Yeah. Very good. First time in the county. Now, in order to come in to get that free ID, what do you need to bring with you? Yourself. Just yourself. Uh Uh-huh. Your signature is your testimony that you are who you say you are. Okay. And if somebody comes in and inaccurately creates or has an ID created, it's fraud. Okay. So you'll be facing somebody with a badge besides myself. Okay. All right. Tell me about absentee voting. I think that there are probably quite a few people that are eligible to absentee vote that may not realize that. Absolutely. We have absentee voting. We have 19 different reasons that you can use to go to our office and vote absentee. 
or to request one by mail. Okay. And those reasons range from you have to be out of town on election day. You're unable to stand in long lines. That is a very common one here in the county. Okay. If you're working or commuting to and from more than 12 hours, if you're going to be away on a business trip, if you're taking care of a loved one, first responder, that's a huge one. I always uh, try to send out an email to the fire chief and to the police chief, letting them know, hey, please let everybody vote absentee. It's a big deal. Okay. All right. So how could people find out if they have one of those opportunities? Can they call your office? Sure, they can call. Uh, We also have it on the website. Okay. Uh, We have the absentee ballot application there. And then there's also a link to automatically submit your electronic absentee ballot request directly. And you can do that from the privacy of your home in your pajamas at 3 (laughs) a.m. Okay. And that is a request for an absentee ballot. It is not to vote online. That is correct. It is a request to vote absentee. Once we get the application, we try to turn it in our office within 24 hours. Wow. Uh, We have three days. For military, we have 24 hours. But we try to get those turned as quickly as possible because we know that the mail may be delayed and give you enough opportunity to get the ballots back to us. Okay. So let's say that I'm going to vote absentee and I've requested my ballot by mail. What is the deadline to request my ballot by mail? The deadline to request it by mail is Halloween this year. Just this year. It's October 31st. Okay. And we have to have your absentee ballot request into my office by 5 p.m. Okay. All right. So you'd want to make sure that You've got a couple of extra days to get it there. Correct. Okay. And some people get confused whether they are the city of Williamsburg, York County, and James City County. Mm -hmm. So uh, the person needs to figure out where they live in order to get it to the right registrar on time. Because that's very important. And that can be confusing here because we have some streets that half is in the county and half is in York County or in the city. And everybody shares the same zip code. Right, right. It makes it a little bit more complicated here. So what if I wake up and it's November 1st and I forgot to get an absentee ballot? That's okay. The deadline to vote in person is November 4th. Oh, okay. So a person can come in and vote in person from October 31st is the deadline to request that we mail you a ballot. Okay. However, you have until November 4th to come into the office and vote. And that is a very fast process. You simply fill in a few lines on a piece of paper, sign your name, show your ID, and we give you your ballot right then. And you actually insert it into the machine just as you do at the polling place. Okay. I would imagine that your office gets pretty busy with walk-in absentee voters. It does continue to pick up as it gets closer to the election because it gets becomes more in the forefront of people's minds. Mm-hmm. If you want to avoid lines at my office, please make sure that you come in sooner than later. Okay. If you know you're going to be out of town or... Some people have disabilities. Those disabilities just didn't arise. So just come in now, get it over with. And then that way you can turn off the news and you don't have to worry about the politics (laughs) anymore. (laughs) Now, here's a question that I just thought of just all of a sudden. What if I vote and then two weeks later, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to vote for that person. I wanted to vote for the other person. That's a very good question. If you vote absentee, your ballot is counted. Okay. And it is inserted into the machine and there's no way for us to recover that ballot. Okay. Even if you mailed it, that's still considered casting your vote and there's no way to recover it either. Okay. So if you do come vote absentee, I encourage you to do your homework before you come, know what's on the ballot 
We've got sample ballots on the website. Okay. And so you can know what your precinct is and what ballot style you have. Okay. We have five different ballot styles in the county, depending on house district, whether you live in Jamestown or Powhatan districts, mm-hmm. etc. Okay. So I have requested my absentee ballot by mail. I received it. I've gone through. I've made my choices mm-hmm. and I put it back in the envelope. I drop it in the mailbox. What day does it have to be in your office by? The ballot has to be in the office by 7 p.m. on election night. Okay. It's a central absentee precinct. We can't count the absentee ballots. And so if you look at the hours as the exact same as all of their voters, Mm -hmm. just so that it's fair to everyone, Mm -hmm. it is 7 p.m. on election night. Okay. And just to let everybody know, and you know, my wife is driving right past here. She can just hand the ballot to you. That is not legal. Oh. It must be the person that voted the ballot is the only one that can turn it in in person. Okay. So if she drives past the post office, she can put it into the mailbox Okay. Uh, instead. But it is illegal for them to drop it off at our office because okay. we do ID the person to help eliminate voter fraud. Okay. A service that I believe you all offer at the polling places as well as the main office where you can accept absentee ballots What if someone is not able to get out of their car? That's a good question. We do offer curbside voting to those with disabilities and anyone over the age of 65. We do have that available. If you're not able to get out of your car, you can simply call the office and say, hey, I'm at this location. Will you please send an officer of election out? We also work very well with the two main parties in James City County, Mm -hmm. and they are fantastic with observing and identifying that somebody may need assistance And so they will come in or wave to our greeter and let the greeter know. And the greeter will go out and take care of the curbside vote. Okay. We, on average, each election, we have about 99 of those. Wow. Okay. Um, If you do do it, please have patience. It takes between 15 and 20 minutes per car to get that process done. Okay. So it's not a simple valet vote, (laughs) if you will. A valet vote. I like that. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. All right. Now, so we've covered absentee ballots in person. We've covered them by mail. We have covered IDs. Let's talk about the precincts a little bit. How many precincts do we have in James City County? We have, including our central absentee precinct, we have 20 precincts. Wow. So we have 19 of those. And I do want to stress, we have one of those precincts that the precinct is still the same. It's Roberts D. It has changed its name. It is no longer Rawls Bird Elementary School. Okay. It is now Laurel Lane Elementary. Okay. The location, everything about it is the same. Just the name has changed. Okay. Did they so get new cards? They did. Well over 3,000 voters got new voter cards in that precinct. Okay. Notifying them. We also had an insert there. We did also advertise it and put it on our website. We've tried to get the word out as much as possible, but it is Laurel Lane Elementary, not Rawlsbird. Okay. But it's still the exact same school, same location, entrance, parking lot, everything. Okay. So if you have 20 precincts all together, including the central, and how many officers of election do you need for each one? We range between 8 and 15 wow. per precinct. We have some precincts that are 900 people, and we have some that are over 5,000. Okay. So it is a big variation in what we need for each precinct. Okay. So uh, we are short, actually, uh, officers of election. We tend to have a, it's a pretty standard attrition rate across Mm -hmm. the state, but um, we are always looking for new officers of election. It's not too late. Please call our office and we can get you the information. 
We're about 20 to 25 short Oh wow! for this okay. election. And just uh, over a month to go, or by the time this airs, it'll be a month to go. Correct. Okay. Yeah. What telephone number should they call? 757-259-4949. Okay. And that's a good telephone number for any questions that people might have. Absolutely. We can help you with anything or any question that you may have about the election process or about your polling place, ID, anything that you may need. Very good. Now, I know that there's another deadline coming up, and that is the deadline to change your address or any information on your voter record. When is that deadline? The deadline for that is October 16th. Okay. Yes. Even if you change something as simple as an apartment number and you move next door to the next building, we do require that you change your information just so that we can be as thorough as possible in our records management. Okay. What if people can't remember if they changed it or if they didn't? Because when you move, it's a busy time. Can they call to check their voter registration or is there an online option? We encourage the online option because there's so many fantastic tools that are available online that shows where your polling place is with a map. We have a wonderful countdown timer on our main page. Okay. It's the countdown to election day. And there's a lot of other information that they may find helpful as well. So we encourage online, but you can always call us as well. And what's the website? It is jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. Anything else that you'd like to talk about? I know that if anybody has watched the news, they hear this term called voter fraud. Okay. And I just want to touch on it just a little bit to put the voters' minds at ease here Mm -hmm. in James City County and across the Commonwealth, really. We have such thorough processes in ensuring that all of our machines are not tampered with Mm -hmm. and no time are the machines ever hooked up to the internet or to any phone lines. Everything is done with the observation of a minimum of two people, either in our office or at the polling places. At the polling places on election day, there could be either eight to 15 people in a precinct. And every one of those people who represents both parties and independents Mm -hmm. all have to agree on those numbers. Once those numbers come into the office, then we have the electoral board canvas at the end of the election the next day, and then it goes into the Monday of that next week to certify the elections. And that electoral board is made up of two parties, and they are they're two represented by the sitting governor's party and one from the opposing. Okay. So if anybody thinks that there's voter fraud, you have to get all three of those members <laughs> to agree on the numbers. Okay. And if anybody knows anything, they realize that those numbers pretty much have to be true and accurate for both sides to agree. Absolutely. And I am very proud that we have an electoral board that is so voter friendly and they put party business aside and they do what's best for the county. And I'm very proud of that because that's not always the case. Okay. I know that I appreciate the effort that you all put into making sure that this very basic tenet to our democracy happens and without a fail every year. And you all do a really great job. I appreciate it. We are the only office that is allowed to make 0% mistakes. Yes. And we do it. We do it well. And I am very proud of the team that we have here in the county And not only working with other county departments, but working with the citizens. We have a very good rapport with each other. And that's something to be proud of. It's because we're the best county in the state and the country. Uh, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what can you say? That's a given. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, I have a few fun questions that I would like to end with, if that's all right with you. Bring them on. All right. Diana Mormon, what is your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby Besides counting boats. We know that. (laughs) Uh, Hands down traveling. Traveling. Uh Okay. We've got a beach house and duck and we frequent that. And absolutely love it. A good day of waking up, opening your eyes and seeing the ocean is a good day any day of the year. Absolutely. So traveling. Um, Also, we've got two rescue pups Mm -hmm. that are fantastic. And we take them along and let them go hunting crabs and playing in the ocean. And uh, that's relaxing. Nice. What TV show are you into right now? Oh, gosh. That's a good one. Huh. Wow. (laughs) Let me think. We go from voter fraud to absentee ballots to TV. Yeah, a TV show. Well, it's on Netflix, so I'd have to say House of Cards. Oh, very good. We uh, The season just ended, and we're kind of bummed about that, but we're looking forward to the new one. Okay. All right. Very good. What is your favorite ride at Busch Gardens? Oh, hands down, Alpengeist. Alpengeist. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever taken your shoes off when it's just crisp at Hallow Scream? I have never ridden on Alpengeist. Oh my god! I, I, we need to crack that. I know. I everybody loves roller coasters. No, I am oh. just oh. Okay, so I normally do. I call it Bush Light. Okay, where we go and we enjoy the beverages and the food and walking around and people watching. So okay. I do Bush Light for the majority of the time. Okay, but hands down, Alpengeist is the best. It's smooth and it doesn't jerk your neck. Very good. Yeah, that's very very important. good. All right, and your feet dangle. And you can take your shoes off during Uh, October. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any day. (laughs) You don't want your flip-flops falling. Well, that is true. That that would not be good. No. All right. Pretend that you are hosting out-of-town company in your house for a week. What are the probably three top experiences you want them to have in the county before they head back home? That's a fantastic question. And we call ourselves our house Casa de Mormon. Yes, you do. And we have multiple guest bedrooms and we have multiple guests that come in Mm -hmm. and love every single bit of it. The top three, we make it a point. We take them all to Jamestown Glass House. Oh, nice. And I'm amazed at the amount of locals that have never been to the Glass House. It is fantastic. You get within a foot or two feet of these glass blowers that are making these various tumblers and pitchers and brandy shot glasses it is so cool and it's beautiful oh it is and then you can walk right there from the glass house down to the river which is just yards away mm-hmm. and um you can see the ferry going by and see surrey across the way yeah so that is absolutely one of my hands down favorites okay um a second one there is a dam road Little Creek Dam Road. Okay. And that is always just fun because you park and you look down on one side and it's just a beautiful grassy ravine and you can sometimes see deer and wildlife. And then on the other side of the same road is the lake. Okay. Or the reservoir. Right. So, yeah, that's one of our things as well. And then, gosh, the third one. We kind of just take them all around the whole area and show them... There's so many pretty areas. There are. We're really fortunate here. Yeah. So we live up in Toano. So driving past the horse farms is really pretty. Good. Well, I have to say the two answers 
that you gave I've not heard before. Really? So congratulations for being unique. Well, that's not uncommon for me. <laughs> well, of course. But people will always say Jamestown, but not specifically the glass house. And no. that's important. The glass house is very easily accessible mm-hmm. and it doesn't require a lot of walking to get there. And I learned something that if you have any sort of a disability, uh-huh. you can walk up and get free access to national parks across the nation. Really? Yeah, for life. Well, look at that. I know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Things we learn from Diana Mormon. There you go. There we go. I'm full of useless trivia. <laughs> we, this could be a new podcast. <laughs> Useless Trivia from James City County with Diana Mormon. Hey, I'm all for it. Okay. Well, Diana, thank you so much. This was fun. It was. I hope you had a good time. Of course I did. No, I always enjoy it. Good. Very good. Well, thank you so much. We will probably have you on again. That sounds great. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you for listening. Want to make sure you won't miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts today. Thanks again, and we will talk with you next week.